My name is Ian McNally. And my name is Gavin Yap, and welcome to the McGap and Fry's Movie Podcast. So today we're going to be reviewing Wonder Woman. That's right. Um, before we get on to that, though, we should say that uh, we are sponsored by greenroom136.com. Now, if you listen to our podcast before, you know we talk about this a lot. They uh, sponsor us a lot. Which bag is this? This is the Rainmaker Tactical. The Rainmaker Tactical. You can see it's tactical because it's got all this tacticalness on the front. That's right. Yeah. Like for all your as soon as I see it, the first thing that pops into my head is like, this looks like a tactical bag. This is where you can put your knives, your guns, your mm-hmm. your sellotape, your masking tape, right. uh, your chewing gum, mm-hmm. um, everything the modern man or woman needs mm-hmm. when they're being tactical right. with their tacticalness. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> if you're sold, you can go to greenroom136.com and use the offer code MAC10 yeah, <laughs> to get a 10% discount. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Okay, so... Alright, moving on to our review... Of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. Like, I, I fucking love this movie. I fucking loved it, too. I fucking loved it. it it's, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, you know that um, that review that... Uh, have you have you seen Mark Kermode's review of Entourage? Yeah, I think I've heard it and not seen it. Okay, okay. Okay, well, but um, where he's talking about when, when the first five minutes of the movie is and then he leans over to his friend and he, he, like, he, broke, the, he broke the cardinal rule and he's like, he's like, I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this movie. Well, I had the, the opposite experience watching this. It's like as soon as it... Um, as soon as it leaves that sort of uh, framing device and at the Louvre, where yeah. where, where it looks like um, Wonder Di- Woman Diana, in modern Diana day Diana is like curating a thing of her weapons at the Louvre for yeah. like no reason whatsoever, and she gets this uh, thing from from Bruce Wayne. It's the the original picture that appeared in uh, Batman v Superman of her with uh, with Steve Trevor and um, their you know their merry band of Howling D- Commandos D- for D- a better D- word DC Howling Commandos pretty yeah. much. Um, and then as soon as it goes into Themyscira and you, and, and you see Themyscira and you see the Amazons fucking training, yeah. I, 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 did, I did the exact same thing. I was like, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> it's like, I don't care what happens next. <laughs> I don't care what happens next. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. It, 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 it really surprised me how much, uh, how jazzed I was to see Themyscira, to see yeah. the Amazons, to see that, you know, to see Paradise Island. You know, the, I, I was really, really taken aback by the effect that it had on me just watching it done and watching it done well yeah and I mean I think a lot of that is also down to the kid they got to play young Diana Lily Aspel mm-hmm. Aspelli Aspel that kid running around there and everyone saying like hi Diana like everyone knows who that kid, yeah. kid is they well sell, she's the only child she's the only child That's and they right. don't they mm-hmm. don't really they ne- no one ever says that she's the only child it's yeah. just inferred yeah, and small things like that ripple through the whole movie. Yeah, the but moment. I, but I also think that that's also something that comes from being familiar with the source material. Uh, yeah. you know, is that you know, and you know that, so you have that emotional sort of connection going in. But they don't hit you. They don't hit newbies over the head with it. No, they, they just don't. like they don't. here's this kid. There's this hint of being made from clay, and then but later on when she sees a kid, she's like, oh, a baby, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. moment makes perfect sense knowing what you know about her from the movie alone, even. Yeah, just yeah. the fact that she's never seen a baby before because she was the baby. Yeah. Um, but seeing the, the mascara and also we'll get to spoilers later so I'll put a time code in about where we get to spoilers in case you haven't seen the movie yet but we would recommend you go see this movie mm-hmm. um, seeing I was the same thing as well where I saw that Bruce Wayne van the Wayne yeah, yeah, Wayne yeah. Found it, but Wayne Industries van Wayne Enterprises Wayne Enterprises pull up and I'm like ah oh, crap because it's reminded me of the previous movie <laughs> but then the moment it went back and you see all that stuff I was also I was on board, but then I was slightly taken aback. I think we saw it on we saw it on one of the bigger screens here the first time, mm-hmm. and some of the mascara stuff, the early stuff especially, mm-hmm. 
didn't match well. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean, visual effects wise? Yeah, I mean like there's a there's a scene where they're all in the garden and Diana's up on the, the hedgerows above it, and yeah. when they're fighting, it slightly looks like it's six or seven shots that were composites together slightly. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that. I mean I think we I think we saw the MBO Starling, which is the, like the laser projection one. Right, right. And so from there certain so, things. So what is like, that like clearer than clearer? That's like apparently what, I mean I didn't like I, not that I know the last time I saw it in Covenant and I was like, well that's nice, it's clear, but I didn't know it was anything major. But this time and I saw it again last night and I didn't nice. know it was as much, but there's certain scenes where it's like the lighting on these characters is the same as the lighting on those. I saw it. I saw it in the IMAX uh, theater, and oh, yeah? I, I didn't notice that at all. Oh. I mean, because because you had mentioned something about the, the the VFX, and when it got into that sequence where they were they were sort of like giving the history, yeah, uh, I, I, that's what I thought you meant because that that felt a bit iffy to me in places. I can let that one slide because it's going for this painterly style. Yeah, which is which is which is the argument I was going to make with you is like, come on, don't you think yeah. you were being a bit tough on it? I no, mean, there was the, some of the other. And stuff also, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Jill Thompson book. Hmm. Did you read oh. the, Jill, the Jill Thompson book, like uh, Wonder Woman, like the the true like what's what's it called, the True Amazon? I don't know. I think it was it was it was this uh, it was this book that Jill Thompson did. And I think it was called Wonder Woman, The Last Amazon, or, or the, uh, the True Amazon, something like that. Mm. It, was, it was a little while back, and that particular section reminded me a little bit of that. What I will say I like, though, is the Princess Warrior coming into it. Fucking Robin yeah. Wright. Yeah. Oh, Holy Robin, shit. Robin Wright, Robin Wright is amazing. <laughs> In a tiny role. Well, you know, I mean, because, uh, yeah, I mean, Robin Wright plays uh, her uh, 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 Diana's uh, aunt. Say it together. General Antiope. 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 Uh, sister to uh, Hippolyta. Yeah, who Connie Nielsen, who unfortunately gets to, you know, she's kind of, she's hidden under a bushel because Robin Wright is so awesome. But I love Connie Nielsen. I love Connie Nielsen. I was super jazzed to see her in this, but Robin Wright was amazing in this film. Yeah, she gets the... She was really, really, really She gets to, like, jump on a shield flying backwards and fire three fucking arrows at three dudes. And that was a nice setup. That's a beautiful setup. That was a nice setup. That whole thing with the shield and then later that that comes back I didn't see that the first time. The second time I was like, oh my God, um, but also, I love the fact with the whole thing with the mascara is that they can't get Gal Gadot to do any other accent exactly. other than her own. Exactly. So they get so everyone on the island does and does an Israeli accent. That's a, a nice way to deal with the problem. It's, it's like... fantastic, right? Because <laughs> I noticed that I was like, oh. Because everybody talks. I don't. I don't even know how to do, what they were doing. It's Just... like it's. I mean, that's that's a really hard thing to do because her accent is quite odd hmm. and the way that they all do it to get, like they're all doing a weird accent together that must that's a lot like what voice coach do you get it's like it's like Israeli meets Romania meets Russia it's a Something bizarre like combination because I because I noticed that because uh, at the beginning when the, the Lily Aspel um, when young Diana is, is talking yeah, for, for, she can do it for a split second there for a split second I thought that she was speaking with a British accent oh yeah there's, there's moments of that there, there's one line in particular it's one of her earliest lines where it sounds quite English and I was like oh shit how are they going to explain this oh okay everyone's speaking oh wait everyone speaks weird everyone speaks weird yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter anymore I just wondered that they just give the whole cast like here's the Fast and the Furious movies with Gal Gadot in them mm-hmm. listen just to these copy that shit yeah. <laughs> anyway for those of you who've been living under a rock and you don't know who Wonder Woman is, based on the DC Comics character created by million, uh, million, William Moulton Marston. Yeah, who's a bit um, of a kinky bitch. He's a bit of a kinky guy, uh, but the thing is, is like, he's always given sole uh, credit for the creation of Wonder Woman. I do think it's good to point out that he didn't do it on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman was very heavily influenced by his wife, Elizabeth Holloway, and also their polygamous 
uh, live-in partner, um, Olive Byrne. Which is why Wonder Woman spent a lot of early comics getting tied up, right? Getting tied up, she yeah. She got tied up a lot. <laughs> and into some bondage and shit. But it was, uh, Elizabeth Holloway was the one responsible for giving uh, William Marston the idea of creating a female superhero to begin with. Yeah. Because... Uh, you know, William Marston was a psychologist, and then he gave this talk about how comic books are good for education. And then I think it was Max Gaines who hired him to as a consultant. Wow, you know a lot about this. As as, as a consultant uh, for two companies that eventually merged to become DC Comics. And so, you know, uh, William William Marston was talking to his wife about what he wanted to do, and and she's like, okay, well, if you're gonna have all of these qualities in the person, then she needs to be a woman. Hmm. And then that's how they, they ended up coming up with a female superhero. Um, her physical appearance is, in, is, to a certain extent, from what I understand, kind of influenced by Olive Byrne. Because um, this was a polygamous relationship. They like lived together and everything. And uh, uh, Wonder Woman's uh, bulletproof uh, bracelets are supposedly inspired by bracelets that Olive Byrne wore. Wow. Wore. Olive Byrne sounds like a badass. Olive Byrne sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> no relation to John Byrne, by the way. No. No. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd, otherwise it'd be like... That family would be awesome. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be just be too much to handle. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, this is the first time that bringing her to... We, we kind of jumped ahead of ourselves by getting into the obscure. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. You know, and we do that. We do that sometimes. But yeah. it doesn't matter, you know, because we're, we're, you know, we're fans and we're assuming that most, most of the time you've probably already seen the film. Yeah, and but, if Kevin Smith can go all over the shop, so can we. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> I've seen a couple of his reviews and they're great fun, but fuck, they go on. So... Yeah, I mean, I went into this cautiously optimistic. I wasn't sold anything on the Comic Con trailer. I think the Comic Con trailer was the only trailer you saw, right? Yeah, I saw. No, I saw the Comic Con trailer, and I saw the first trailer they released after the Comic Con trailer, and I was already sold based on the Comic Con trailer. Mm. I, I love the Comic Con trailer. It it hit. It ticked all the right boxes. Um, I already knew I was going to go see it. I was going to go see it anyway. Yeah, I was going to um, get paid to go see it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I prefer doing, kind of. I kind of prefer doing that. What, paying or not paying? Paying. I, oh. I kind of like paying. To, I prefer paying to see a movie. At least that way I'm like, whatever. You know, how, how I feel about it is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about cranking out a review or something. I don't have anymore. to worry about cranking out a review, you know, yeah. or any of that shit. Oh, well, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. I got to write that shit. <laughs> it's like, but I was, yeah, I was cautiously optimistic, and uh, but not expecting much. And I... I don't know how much of a course correction this will be for DC. There's a lot of talk about like this being them taking on board the criticisms of Suicide Squad and Batman vs Superman, but considering timelines and how long it takes to make a movie, no, 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 I don't, I don't think it's anything like that at all. I think it's just... in which case it's like again, how schizophrenic is DC in that the same company that can say, yeah, let's get like the guys who did the trailer for Suicide Squad to do an alternate cut of the movie, and we'll put that one out with more kick-ass tunes and less plot. Also put together a movie that has more plot than all the previous, like Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Suicide Squad, has more coherent scenes about plot. Yeah. And more concentration on character. And actually more heart but than any movie they've made before. How can the same company do all these things? Well, because it's not the company who's making the film. It's the filmmaker who's making the film. And I think if you take a look at, at Patty Jenkins's, um, you know, sort of the stuff that she's done before, if you mm. look at Monster... If you look at her TV work, you know, she did The Killing. You know, these are all very character-based stuff. Yeah. And, and I think you can, you can really see that in this film, is that she has a real gift with actors. Mm. Is that there isn't, a, there, isn't, there, isn't a bad, there isn't a bad performance in this film. No, there's not. There's, there's no weak link. I mean, the film has some narrative problems, partic I mean, particularly in the third act. The yeah. third act isn't as strong as the first two acts. And we'll get to uh, that later. We'll get to that later. But um, 
you know, I think she shows a very sure hand with, uh, with, uh, with all of the actors. I think the real question was, you know, can you go from an $8 million film to a $150 million film? But the action sequences in this film are some of the best action sequences I've seen in a comic book movie. You know? And if you haven't seen on Twitter, uh, there has been a nice reaction to this of like all those headlines of like how Patty Jenkins did this. And it's like, well, it's simple. She did the same thing that Colin Trevorrow, Josh Trank, and all these exactly. other actors exactly. they did a four million movie and then were given... Uh, Ryan Johnson have done a like a hundred hundred fifty. Exactly. The only difference is, is that she's is that she's a woman, and, yeah. and and that really shouldn't be a fucking issue. No. And that's a huge part of also what makes this film so important. But anyway, before we get into that, like really, really briefly, we should structure these probably. <laughs> we'll range it's fine. far more. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about. It. Um, no, just getting into the plot, like. Uh, so I mean, like the the film kind of has a little bit of um, a, a little bit of a sort of the same kind of device as the Richard Donner Superman in the sense that you get to know you get to know the hero first before her journey begins yeah uh, so yeah it opens in Themyscira where all the Amazons you know they live in peace and harmony uh, but at the same time they prepare for they're war they're still training every day like they're preparing for war because they have no TV that's right that's right um, and no you know, Di- Diana really wants to learn how to be a warrior but her mom's not too keen on that but so she starts meeting with her uh, with her aunt Antiope the general Antiope of uh, to uh, train at night. I, I, di- I did think it was kind of funny how easy it was to convince Hippolyta that it's okay to train her. Later on. Later on. Because remember, yeah, but, like, but there's a large, like, large like the mom catches there. The mom catches them training and then she's like, Diana, leave us. Yes. You know, and then they have this stern talk and then Antiope states her case and after that it's like, you will train her harder than yeah, anyone. Yeah. You know, and that happened quite fast. It happened but, fast, know. but it's also, there's, there's nice hints, we'll get to spoilers, but there's yeah. nice hints dropped throughout that She's more than just a child. That's right. I mean, like, you know, Antiope wants, wants, wants her to train to learn how to fight. So later when she meets her destiny, she'll be able to de- uh, deal with it. Yeah. Um, what her destiny is... We'll find out we'll later. We'll find out much later. Um, so she, you know, so she's training and all that shit. And then one day... Steve she, blossoms Trevor, as, she blossoms into Gal Gadot. She blossoms into Gal Gadot. And then she's like just staring out into the sky, looking out, you know, looking out into nothing for no reason whatsoever. Well, there, which... Again, it's a nice little plot point in that right before that, she's training and she does something she's never done before and people freak out about it. Mm-hmm. She runs off. So, like, we could deal with this now or we could just introduce Steve Trevor. Yeah. And that doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel bad. It's like, this is the perfect time to do that. Yeah. yeah. And it also means that we don't have to talk about this awkward thing that we'll fill, fill in in the third act. Yeah. So, yeah. that's quite clever. Yeah. But uh, Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, very, very charming performance. Um, he crashes into the sea. Diana saves him, brings him ashore, and... He's being pursued by some Germans. He's being pursued by some Germans, and this brings the world of man into uh, Themyscira. And, and the world of World War One. That's right. So Steve Trevor explains to them why he's there, is that he's uh, got information about, um, about a poison that uh, Dr. Maru, Dr. Poison, is cooking up that could, end the war, uh, that could uh, bring the war to an end and, and uh, give the war to the Germans. Because mm-hmm. it'll destroy gas masks. That's right. And after that, Diana chooses to go back into the world of man with Steve Trevor to look for Ares, to defeat Ares, because she believes if she defeats Ares, then the war will end. She's they've been raised that the Amazons are put on Earth, basically, to prepare for the coming of the Greek god of war, Ares, and to stop him when he comes back, because he killed all the gods, and in Zeus's dying breath, yeah. he created the Mascara and the Amazons and set them on their way to heal humanity if the need be. That's right. Which is a... They sell all of that so well. Even the fact that Diana is talking about like we are we are brought what's this phrase she says a couple of times we are here to like soothe between men or you know mankind or you know bring love to, to mm-hmm. everybody and it's like 
out of her mouth it sounds fine yeah it doesn't feel goofy it doesn't feel stupid this oh, we'll get to Gal Gadot later on so she gets she leaves the Mascara goes to London hooks up with Steve Trevor's Howling Commandos and they go on the path to take out the German Ludendorff and their, pri- their poison yeah and that's pretty much all you need that's to know movie. Yeah. About, about the plot Gal Gadot this movie is Gal Gadot's movie, and awesome. it's the second time awesome. around. I, okay, I have to, I have to confess, I talked massive shit. I was going to bring this up. I talked massive shit when when she, uh, her when she was announced um, yeah. as Wonder Woman, and I even got you had into, a spat. I even had a, like a, <laughs> a Twitter fucking, spat, a Twitter spat with some crazy fucking chick. <laughs> <laughs> because he does, he, we both kind of thought that someone more like a Lucy Lawless or the yeah. wrestler China we yeah. expected her to be yeah I mean I, I just thought someone that, you could you could see pick was, up a tank. I thought she was too skinny yeah. uh, I always sort of imagined Wonder Woman as sort of like you know the Amazon warrior I, I think kind of how I always imagined um, was WWE Divas yeah a little bit like a, the, a little bit in I that mean, in that case it, she works out no I always imagined Wonder Woman to kind of look like Wonder Woman from you know the new frontier yes you know uh Darren Cook. Darren Cook's Wonder Woman. I always kind of imagined Wonder Woman to look like that. And so when I saw Gal Gadot's picture, and this was before she started training, I hadn't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, so I hadn't seen her in any of those things. You haven't and seen I'm, any of the Fast and Furious movies? Well, I've seen the first two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't interest me. She's not in those you know, ones. But, but I was... It doesn't interest it, me. It doesn't, inter- it doesn't interest me. It just doesn't. <laughs> I, don't give, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit either. It's great. It just fucking let it roll over you. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I did talk a lot of shit, and you know what? I'm eating my words. Eating... Eating humble pie, she's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's really, really good. And the second time around, what really brings it home is it takes a lot of skill to look naive on screen. Yeah, and she sells that, and she sells that journey the character goes on. Yeah. And apart from the fact that her hair gets even better looking when she's in the middle of a fight, yeah, <laughs> she totally sells that character and the journey she's on. And it's like it's again, it's something I fall prey to this sometimes, where it's like I'll look at a review and I'll say this person's like, this person's great. And the female character can sometimes be a bit cookie cutter or is there to fill a gap or something like that. But this time, the second time around, watching, I was like, no, this is, you know, if if any other actor or actress was trying to play this naive, you would think it's Johnny Depp and Mordecai or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Mr. Bean. That's how they come <laughs> off as. She really sells that. And that's not because she's an ingenue. Mm. She's acting. Mm. And she sells that so well. And there's a moment, the No Man's Land sequence. Did you? Did that get you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that got me. And the reason why that got me... And the I mean, reason I, I, they are, I was already got at the, uh, the beach sequence where the Amazons are fighting the Germans. Like, I had already... Yeah. I was already sort of like... That, 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 that was very impressive. Second time around, I was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, but the, but the No Man's Land um, sequence Cause, was, cause, was beautiful. Yeah, because the first time I didn't expect to watch. Beautiful and powerful. Like, because, very powerful. And it's a, there's, a, there's a video, I mentioned it on BFM on, in my review. The Nerd Rider did a video uh, on YouTube. Link him in the comments. Uh, on Zack Snyder's moments versus scenes. Have you seen this? No. So the problem with Zack Snyder's moment, movies is, and the, the guy even said his final year film project was like all about moments. He put these kick-ass moments on screen where you see one moment and you're like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But Zack Snyder does that, but his movies are made up of const- almost entirely moments. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they're not scenes. When you talk about Goodfellas, you don't talk about moments. You talk about scenes. Yeah. Or Star Wars. Or the movies that really matter. Yeah. Like a good moment can be, yeah, there's good moments in Blade Runner. But actually good moments, like momentary, like you can show a photo of something and like, that's badass. But if you talk more about Roy Batty's speech, that's mm-hmm. the actual scene. Yeah. And the problem in the Batman vs. Superman, to a certain extent, um, Man of Steel, and to more of an extent is, uh, with Suicide Squad, is they're moments, they're not scenes. Yeah. The scene when Diana goes up this ladder, she goes up in the ladder to, to No Man's Land. It's a cool moment, mm-hmm. 
But it's also made even more cool by everything that's happened to the character leading up to that moment. Yeah, it's yeah. all been it's been a series of scenes that have developed the character. You understand how she feels about everything before yeah. that happens. There's like four or five sec- sections where people are saying she's like, "We have to help these people," and they're like, "We have to get them on the mission." Yeah, like well, this guy's got his legs fucking blown. This guy's got his fucking leg blown off. And she's yeah, like, yeah. "We got to get on the mission." And like, there's three or four of these things happen. The people they're, they're being slayed over there, and the guy's like, "We got to get on the mission." He's like, "Fuck the mission." Yeah. And I'm getting like, this happened during the radio when I was recording the radio. So I get goosebumps with that fucking scene. It's an amazing sequence. She just walks up. She's like, she just does. There's no way her hand goes near her forward for 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 start. She's just like, and she turns around and she's got the yeah, the yeah, tiara yeah. on, yeah. which is I didn't even think of it as a tiara until the second time watching it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the Linda Linda Carter tiara, tiara right? Yeah. But it, it kind of is, and it works. It's a beautiful change to it, and the tie into Tiffy's character is quite nice. Mm-hmm. But the moment she walks up that ladder, like, if I knew I wasn't going to look like an idiot, I'd be standing up and going, yeah! You know what I mean? No, I mean, it was, it was a great, great moment. I mean, and she's really, I mean, like, she has, she, you know, she's, she just exudes a kindness and a warmth, mm-hmm. but there's also a strength and, and a determination to her that Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman really, really needs. Yeah. And it's such a delicate balance, but, you know, Gal Gadot really, really, really sells it. Like that moment, just it's again, just it's, no, it's beautiful, awesome. No, and and also, I mean, there are so many iconic Wonder Woman kind of poses that they pull off. Like you know, uh, so many of her, the, you know, so many of the, the ways that she attacks attacks things. Mm. Those are right out of the comics. You know, when she when she levels that fucking shirt. No, oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith was talking about that. He was saying like his wife like is you know she fucking hates super movies all this kind of crap it's like right. this is the only fucking movie I can get my wife to go see because like in it a strong powerful woman breaks beats up a church she's gonna love it <laughs> that moment when I mean, she comes out of the church mm-hmm. you see her standing on the top of it mm-hmm. that's again it's a moment but it's because of everything you've seen leading up to that yeah, yeah. you empathize with that character you well, believe well, in this that's, character that's what I mean it kind of feels like uh, you know Richard Donner Superman yeah. is that you know in Richard Donner Superman it's, it takes forever before you see Superman but by the time you see Superman it's it's, a, it's awesome. It's this amazing moment because you've followed the character on this journey to where he can finally reveal himself. And that's kind of how the, the No Man's Land uh, sequence feels, is yeah. that you've been building up to this moment where she's like, you know, you guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take care We're of going, shit. I've had enough of your bullshit. We're going to do it my way. That's right. It's my way or the highway, motherfuckers. <laughs> and my way is awesome with shields deflecting bullets and being a badass. But, I mean, aside from all of that, it, I was really taken by... I know it's like uh, you know watching it, and you and you bring up the uh, the, the Kevin Smith review because I, I saw it too, and, yeah. and and he said something that really sort of hit home is that as guys we're so used to we're we're spoiled you know yeah. we're, we're, we've seen all of our childhood icons come to life X Men X Men Superman Transformers Batman. GI Joe Batman Superman like whether they've been done well or not is besides the point but yeah. we've seen them done, and for you know for little girls and teenage girls and grown women I mean this is because Wonder Woman is the most iconic female superhero ever. Yeah. Like, ever. Uh, and the fact that it's taken so long... Is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. I mean, not for the lack of trying. I mean, Warner Brothers has tried to get a Wonder, Wonder Woman movie going for a while. Joe Silver was on board to produce it. I forgot Joss Whedon. Like, jo- of Joss, all people who... Joss Whedon was uh, on board to write and direct it, but yeah. uh, he never delivered... Um, 
he never delivered a draft. I don't think. Like, was uh, that it? I think I it was. Also, I think or, or, they delivered a draft, and they were like they went to negotiations and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't work. So they've been trying to get this movie done for ages before Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins actually tried to. She pitched a Wonder Woman movie in 2010. Really? Uh, and it was pretty much this film. She wanted to do an original film. It was a period piece. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to do a modern, a modern movie. Uh, Michelle McLaren, who is one of a uh, great director, she directed a lot of great Breaking Bad episodes. She was on board to direct, and then she dropped out due to creative differences. At the same time. Patty Jenkins was being courted by Marvel to do Thor 2. She dropped out, creative differences. So it came back to Patty Jenkins. Uh, but they have been trying to make this movie for quite a long time. And people say, I talk fast. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's not for lack of trying. But yeah. that, I, I mean, like, that, I did get swept away. I did get swept up in that. In that whole thing. Like, like when she comes, like, the, the no man's land thing. Like, like what I was saying that, you know, when I said I love this movie, when you see the Amazon's uh, training... Um, you know that whole thing when you know the Germans and the Amazons on the beach, and then the no nomad, the no man's land sequence. That thing where she's jumping up, you know, like with with that you know that slow mo thing, or that very iconic sort of pose that Wonder Woman has. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize until like watching this movie that I've been reading this book off and on my whole life. Really? You know, I mean, like you know, I mean, like I haven't been like religiously reading Wonder yeah. Woman, but I've been reading Wonder Woman off and on. For most of my, you know, comic book reading life. Because, I mean, and, 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 and she's one of those characters who doesn't have a definitive run, though, right? Or have a couple. It's not like there's a Wonder Woman for all seasons or uh, a No Man's Land. or I mean, even No Man's Land is no, great. No, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I would say that, that uh, for me, like, her more sort of definitive runs have actually, become, have actually come much later. Hmm. Uh, I, I read somewhere that I think it was the Azarello run. The, Azar, the Azarello run. That's was, where she was looking after a woman who had been afraid about by Zeus, that's right? That's right. And that, and that was the one where they introduced, they introduced the fact that she was actually, uh, you know, we're going into spoiler territory now. Spoilers! Okay, we'll just get to it. Okay. She with you? I thought she was with you. No, I think in terms of like you know a definitive run, the Azarello run was was pretty cool. I mean, the Azarello run was the one where it was uh, in, in, they introduced the whole idea that she would that she is the daughter of Zeus. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, it was just you know she she was uh, she was made from clay. She was made from clay. Yeah, which is a very so, which means that the I mean which I means think... that the beaches of Themyscira, instead of sand, it's clay. Well, because because it was done like that. It was like you know, it was it was on the beach. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends where you're talking about. Yeah, you could yeah, have done yeah. it somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, that's I think that's one of the reasons why they've had problems putting together this movie is that like, how do you treat those origins? And I think they've dealt with it in an incredibly clever way. They've folded in so many of the things that would scare away like mm -hmm. filmmakers, serious filmmakers coming to this. Like mm -hmm. Diana says, with no irony whatsoever, I was crafted from clay. Mm -hmm. And Zeus granted me life. That's right. And that's, that's just it. That's all there is to it. Now, it turns out that... And, and, that's, a, and that's a really funny, nice, charming scene that she has with uh, Steve Trevor. Like Gal Gadot the second and, time and around on the boat. Gal Gadot and Chris Pine have really good chemistry. Chris Pine, he's pretty good. He's, when you think pre of it, he's not just like, you know, a pretty boy they can use for Captain Kirk. He is... I'm a fan. I mean, yeah. like, even, even before Star Trek, like when he, when he was, uh, you know, and Kevin Smith brought this up as well, like Smoking Aces. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've seen that so long. You know, and, and he's you know Chris Pine has played like some real like crazy, you know, hicks. You know, before before he had. Uh, what was the movie? He's the rock star on the roof. And he fell off and died. Oh, is that he's in Long Hot American Summer, the TV right. series. Right, 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 right. The Netflix series. No, but Chris Pine is a very good actor. Um, but that's that that sequence on the boat. It's again, it's something where you would give it a pass in any other movie, but in this movie, it's like it it works so well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might give it a pass in other movies, but it's like 
there's so much charm between these two people discussing the pleasures of the flesh. That's right. And the 12 books of... Uh, but also, I mean, and also that comes into the thing of this film has a sense of humor. Yes. Which was some... I mean, if anything, you know, Man of Steel and, uh, Man of Steel and uh, Batman v Superman could have benefited from was a little bit of lightness, a little bit of a light touch, a little and bit the, of humor. I was slightly worried Because going, it's the humor that kind of lets you in. Yeah. And gives you some insight into in, to the characters. Because going into it, I was worried from the trailers about uh, Lucy Davis's Etta Candy mm-hmm. character because she seemed a bit too slapsticky. Broad, a bit too broad. Broad, yeah. But she actually wasn't. Like in the context, in the of, context of the movie, it, it is. She, and she the, works very well. And the humor comes from the situations they're in. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's the two, like, she's like, you should sleep with me, it's fine. And he's the nervous one. Mm-hmm. But when she sits beside him, she's like drumming her fingers and she's constantly twitching. Yeah. Like yeah. he settles down straight away. Yeah, yeah. And there's just that nice little switch in their roles almost. But like, oh, I, I'm I'm fully familiar with the pleasures of the flesh and the twelve books on intimacy by by Cleo. Yeah, I'd like to bring them with you. Like that, there's just so much like nice little banter. Yeah, yeah. Some any like there wasn't even a minute of that in fucking Man of Steel. No Man of Steel, sorry, uh, Batman vs Superman. There was no banter. Yeah, I mean, no, there was no banter. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were trying to kill each other, so there was no banter. Exactly. I think the closest thing to a joke in Batman v Superman was uh, I'm a friend of your son's. Uh, I guess the yeah, cape, the cape, yeah. or she with you? I thought she was with you. Or if you've, or if you've seen the uh, the ultimate edition, there's that really random bit where Scoot McNary, the guy in the wheelchair, oh, yeah. when Jesse Eisenberg turns up, he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like out of nowhere, it's like, "There's a fuck." <laughs> oh, I fucking watched that movie. That was too fucking long. But I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're an apologist. I, I, I enjoyed the ultimate edition. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed Man of Steel too. Like, I was not bugged by the collateral damage in the third act. I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, yeah, let me get upset for That's all That's a these... strong man argument right there. The, the, the collateral damage in the third act was not the problem with that picture. No, Man of, <laughs> man of Steel, like, most of Oh, sorry, Man of Steel, yes. Man of Steel. Like, sorry. most of the stuff that people bitch about with Man of Steel is that third act. No, yeah, have... I liked Man of Steel. I liked Man of Steel. I wanted so, more of that. I didn't see any of that in uh, Batman vs. Superman. Batman v Superman, I mean, it's a very flawed film, but I did enjoy it for what it was worth. You know, Suicide Squad, okay, there's some fucking problems there. <laughs> you know, but I, I think even fans of the have to mention that. They have to be able to own it. There are problems. Yeah, th- no, no, th- there are problems. There are problems with Wonder Woman as well, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not so much about the problems. It's about what they got right. So sticking with spoilers, we talk about that No Man's, no Man's Land scene. That's great the way it moves along. Mm-hmm. And right after that, they go. there's like a slight dip in the, the tempo for a moment. And then it moves straight into another, another scene. Yeah. Another action scene. Yeah. I thought that was... That's ballsy. There's no downtime there. It's mm-hmm. like we're going to go straight through. And not only that, now Diana's not just walking against gun nests. She's taking on people one, one by one. Yeah. And the other guys have... It's again, it's a nice thing that they're not questioning the female character. Yeah. They're not saying, what is she doing? Or that kind of shit. Yeah. They instantly fall into, let's go guys. Yeah. Let's follow her. It's like, she's cleared a path. Let's go. She's the one leading them now. Yeah. Whereas everything up to that point is like... I like that because after the No Man's Land sequence, there's this whole thing of like, well, now they're fucking attacking a village. Let's fucking stop them from attacking the village. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, let's, let's just get shit done. And the first time around, I thought during that scene is the first time you really get the, the Wonder Woman theme. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the, the guitar whale. I fucking love that theme. <laughs> it's such I, a great I know, theme. but from all the trailers, it's a great theme, but it's a great four bars of a theme. Mm-hmm. 
And for the trailers and stuff that came out before this, they had it at the end. Yeah. And it felt a little bit tacked on. Yeah. And the second time around watching this again, I think after... Whereas this one actually does become part of the score a little bit. They, they I have... didn't spot that the first time around. So like, Rupert Gregson-Williams... When Dan is training, it's just a hint in the background. Yeah. Because the score is great. Yeah. And when No, I love the score for this film. And when she goes into No Man's Land, they don't play that theme. Yeah. Because that theme has it, that moment has its own strength behind it, and it has its own feeling. Mm-hmm. And they sell. Like, I really love this guy's theme because mm-hmm. part of this movie is like if it was the theme was off by a bit, some of these moments would feel goofy or stupid or whatever. Like yeah. that. But instead, yeah, well, what I, I was ab- completely swept up with them. What I liked about the theme, what I liked about the music, the score, is that the score seemed to understand how important this film is. Yeah, and really gave it like the emotional weight the historical emotional weight that it deserves so exactly. that, so so when she goes up the trenches in in no man's land the score is not just about like this is a cool moment the score is about it's swelling the score is about people have been waiting their whole lives for this yeah and it really did so so like when it's when swelling she, when it's she, like it's bringing deflects, everything together it's it's her as well it's her character putting everything together and saying i've had enough yeah. It's that kind of it's Rocky going up the steps. It's yeah. that third yeah. it's that third knockdown when yeah. you're about to get up and knock the other guy's block off. Yeah. It's the culmination of the character's motivations and wants coming together and selling that so I mean I cannot I can I really that first time that score hit me so hard. No no the the, the no man's <laughs> sequence when I was watching it like I mean I I got a little bit of a you know Oh, I teared up. I got I'll be honest. I, I got I'll a be little honest. bit of a lump in my throat. I, I, was, like, I was like, holy when shit. When it comes to the cinema, I, I cry easier than a small two-year-old child <laughs> whose who's binky has been taken away. I swear to God. But it, it has to be a very particular combination of things to do it. Yeah. And, and with, and with there's, this. There's, 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 we're going to talk about this No Man's Land scene because fuck it. It's awesome. It's filmmaking. It's, this is our nerd writer fucking... This is our essay on video making filmmaking because they just like they show her hand on the ladder or foot going up and yeah. the music's duh, swelling yeah. and then she sets out and just it just hits so yeah, well and that moment I'm like you go get the fucking water woman just get them no because it's not just about what she's doing yeah. there, there's so many more things happening on different levels it's a culmination it's a culmination of so many things that when it happens it's amazing it's the same it's the same thing like um and then when, when, when you saw like Fellowship of the Ring, yeah, you know, like you've been God, waiting like for so, like child. you know, you know what I mean? You know, you've been waiting so fucking long for so many of these things to happen, and when they when they happen, and they happen well, and they happen well, it's this crazy ass moment where you're just um, you're just twelve years old, and then it fucks you know? with you because it's like she's doing this shit, and then Chris Pine is like she's taking their fire, yeah, let's go, yes, and they there we go again. <laughs> and like and they just go and that's a great idea as well the fact that she can take the fire from everybody and then like, they can follow up with an actual military plan you know yeah. they can do other shit yeah, yeah. and then there's the two soldiers who are, one of them's going for it and the guy's like no 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 he pulls them back mm-hmm. and like you dickheads you're gonna let fucking her go out there on her own you're gonna, these, four, these four dudes are going across and you're yeah. like it's an emotional one too yeah. and then they give you a moment to say alright catch your breath wipe your tears and now and it's straight into full action with no there's not so much emotional bits to that I mean mm. it's emotional as in this is kick ass but it's not like hitting you the the, the, the heartstrings yeah. but there are moments that come up later as well where it's like you see and you're like yeah no there are there are some very emotional bits in this I yeah. mean because it is in a weird way a coming of age tale Yeah. and you are sort of seeing Wonder Woman sort of come of age and like she, she's losing her she's losing her innocence her uh, she's, she's, she's growing up and uh, 
you know, the, the Wonder Woman that you saw in Batman v Superman, this isn't the Wonder Woman you're seeing in this film. You're sort of seeing her journey. This is Wonder Woman Begins. But it's not, but it's really not just that. I mean, like, you, you do, like what I was saying earlier, like, uh, aside from the fact that this, that it's well done and it's well shot and that it's well put together, and it's just the, like, did you feel this, like, watching it? It's like, oh my fucking God, it's fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, you just, like, you... I, you know, I, it, I was I, I was left speechless. It you know? I think, I, and I'm a guy. I, imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine what it must be like for like like an eight year old girl. Did you see the tweet the I shit? retweeted of like someone saying, "Well, this is what it's all about." I think Gail Simone, who has written Wonder Woman, retweeted mm, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was the poster with a little girl in a Wonder Woman outfit, like she's like three or something like that, yeah, leaning yeah. against it. Yeah, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. But imagine what it must be like to be like a like a six seven year old girl watching Wonder Woman on on the big screen. Yeah, and being able. To, to, to be so lucky to be in a position where it's like you have no frame of reference yes. of what it's like to not have this in your life. You're six. You've not seen Catwoman. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I found myself feeling all of these things watching it. It was bizarre. It was a bizarre experience. And it's like, you know, and like, you know, my, my wife wasn't like, uh, you know, she, 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 my wife doesn't read comics, so no. she doesn't feel, she wasn't feeling the same. She, she's your wife, so she is a Wonder Woman anyway. That's right. That's right. She is my own personal Diana. Yes. And it, she likes to tie you up with her last year trip. That's right, that's right. <laughs> she does. That that was a great scene. That was a great scene. Bringing where, back no, oh, the moment where he Yeah, where he's full spot where he's like it's really hot because there's because <laughs> the, the, the really hot when they put it out of the first time he's like I'm I'm I'm, I'm a spy. He's like it's so good, but the moment later when he's been shushing and shouting at Diana so much and it's like he knows she can take his block off. And the moment where, instead of having to do it again, he grabs the lasso mm-hmm. and says, we're going anyway! And we're probably going to die. Oh God, we're going to die. <laughs> That's great. That's and it's great. a beautiful moment. It's again, it's like... There's it's like, like I mean, like, uh, have you been reading any of the, um, the, the Rebirth Wonder Woman? No, I'll give it, I, I'll, at this point, <laughs> I have I still I have two boxes at home in my parents' house of comics that like it takes two people to pick them up. Right. I'm not buying any more comics unless A digitally, B they're on sale, and C it's been at least three years since they came out so they can be identified as classics or worth reading. Well, Comicsology has been having a Wonder Woman sale because uh, yeah, because of this. But I'm not sure how many. No, of those but, I, but, I, but I've been reading. I've been reading like uh, the the first two arcs of of uh, the the Wonder Woman Rebirth. Oh, okay. And there is this one. Cool but that's still this year. I mean, whether that'll stand at the time. Last year, wasn't it? It's it's in the last two years. So it's like okay, so. But there is one cool bit because like when in because they have this whole year one Wonder Woman year one. Oh, year. is this the bit where they meet for the first time? Yeah. So this is the thing. It was on io9. I'll put a link down below as well. And there is so like uh, when when Diana does arrive in the world of man, I mean like she cannot speak English. She has to learn how to speak English. And Batman but, and Superman but, stalking her, right? No, not yet. Not oh yet. no, you just, okay. This is this one. I'll get to yeah. this. But they um, but they use the lasso of truth. They use the, uh, the in, to in, translate to translate. Yeah, this is the and, section, this and, is the and that's quite cool. Like they're like like uh, Diana, um, uh, Barbara Ann Minerva, like Cheetah. Oh, and uh, Steve Trevor and Etta Candy—they're all sort of sitting at this table, and they're all holding the rope. Holding the rope, and they're all communicating. Holding the rope sounds like a weird sex yeah, move. Yeah. <laughs> they're all holding the rope and communicating with each other, and that was quite nice. That's what last Thursday night. Yeah. No, there's another thing. I think it's an anthology which is summing up some of this stuff, and it's got Batman and Superman in the New Fifty Two staking out Diana. Have you seen See, this? the New Fifty Two is the old one. Yeah, no. That's, See, like, it's, see it's, comic it's, books. It's like that's why I wait. <laughs> so they have this, but this is a nice little short thing where... Because it's funny because it feels like the new 52 is still new. But it's actually not new anymore. No. 
So there's a moment of them like talking, but like not only does it show you, does it force you to tell the truth, they can also see into each other's hearts slightly. Mm-hmm. And it says like, it, this compels you to tell the truth. And Superman's like, well, I am Clark Kelt Kal-El. And she's like, I'm Diana the Mascara. Yeah, yeah, and Batman's like, says, I'm, I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that? that was great. But the other thing as well is like, they walk away and she's like, she saw a part of us, but we saw a part of her and we need to do better. Is what Superman and Batman were saying to each other. Yeah. Like that she is. And it's something somebody else pointed out on Twitter. Like in this movie, she is the one who kills. She, there's no, and I think it was Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Said, Kevin Smith. There's no kryptonite for Diana. Yeah. She is Diana. Like she can be killed, but she has no real weakness. No. Like, you know, you can put her down with enough bullets or a bomb or whatever. She ha- her only weakness is internet trolls. Yeah, but she doesn't have like, she doesn't have like a kryptonite. No. You know. And she has no compunctions about like, I'm going to murder, I'm going to straight up murder this guy because he's bad. And the world will be better without it. Because no, she is... They are warriors. The Amazons are warriors. Yeah. They're soldiers. They're not... You know, they're not fucking... Boy Scouts. You know, they're not like... Uh, the, what, are, what are the... The big Boy Scouts? What's the female equivalent of the Boy Scouts? Girl Guides. Girl Guides. Yeah, she's not a... Brownies. Female. The Brownies. They're fucking warriors. They go into... You know, they go into battle to kill. Yeah. She's uh, basically a one woman SEAL Team 6. So moving on. We got to that great scene where she's fighting. <coughs> the... The um, the score, the theme is playing. Yeah. I was slightly worried about the stylization of the action. Mm. That the, the slide, the sh- I put it in my notes, but I couldn't read them because writing in the dark is really hard. The shield slide move—it's in the trailer, but it looks way better in the movie. Like some of the, some of the action looks CG, but it's just slowed down. I yeah. think on the second watch, I'm like, no, it's not CG. Like there is a lot of, I'm doing an over flamboyant move to do this, but I could just yeah. sidestep. But instead, I'm going to jump and flip. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. But I thought most of that action worked really, really well. What did you think of Danny Houston and uh, the other villains? Because we're in spoilers, we can go for this. Um, it was it was uh, Danny Houston and um, Danny Houston and Elena uh, Ayana Anaya as yeah, Doctor Poison. I mean, like uh, I'm I'm a little familiar with Doctor Poison. I mean, like never heard of him. Doctor Poison has uh, she's turned up a, a couple of times. No, I mean I I thought they were good. Yeah. I, I like them. I mean, Danny Houston is very reliable. Yeah. He's, a, he's a very reliable villain. He's a very reliable asshole. Yeah. Uh, and playing playing an asshole, an asshole German, even better. Uh, I liked Dr. Poison. I mean, I liked the fact that there was a... The scene between her and Chris Pine at the fireplace was quite nice. Although her accent yeah. really changed at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's funny because like when Dr. Poison was first introduced, I think she was Asian. Yeah, in the comics. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I. She's a comic reader. Yeah. Okay. I don't no, know. She's I from didn't. the comics. Mm. She is, was, she, is she a Wonder Woman villain or someone? Yeah, else no, Wonder Woman villain. Uh, she appeared, I think, in one of the uh, either the second or third Wonder Woman appearance. Doctor oh. Doctor Poison was. Uh, wow, really? That long ago? Yeah, yeah. She's not. She's not as iconic uh, as a, Cheetah. A villain as Cheetah. Yeah. Um, but. But she's still one of the original, original uh, uh, villains. Wow, that's nice. I didn't know that. You know, I mean, like, personally, for the Wonder Woman sequel, I, this will never happen, but I want Giganta. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Giganta Titanic? It's Giganta, right? It's Giganta, yeah. 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 Although I think, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not too... Fa- like, Missy I, Pyle as Giganta. Missy Pyle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Charlize Theron as, as Giganta. Let's, hmm. get, let's get Patty Jenkins' other yeah. favorite actress. In her monster makeup. In her monster makeup. Yeah, yeah, it'll work. You know, or Daryl Hannah. Yeah, <laughs> she was in Attack of the Fifty Foot Cheerleader. She was, yeah. So she's got some experience. Did you uh, like? Did you like the World War One? Like the World War One. When I first heard about them doing it in World War One, I, I was like, 
Um, it was more. I was like, why, why World War One? Why was so? But when you factor into Ares and the God of War and the, the fact, like when they do kill Ares, the influence on men stops. Those Germans are pals now. Yeah, it makes so much more sense to do that in World War One because World War Two. Yeah, unless like Ares is Hitler, which well, is a problem. But, but also, I mean, if it was World War Two, then it, you know, because Captain America already did World yeah, War Two, exactly. Uh, and and I think that something that's interesting about World War One is that at that point in history, it, it's a very nice, subtle way of because you know, if you're making this Wonder Woman film, you know, female centric superhero film. It's interesting to put it in World War One, where women were really sort of seen as like, you know, you can't come in here, yeah. you know, what they're doing. So oh, it, oh, oh, it, toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. Yeah, so, so it, 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 it kind of plays with that contrast, and it gives it a little bit more weight, because it makes it uh, easier to kind of see how important this character is by placing her in, in a part of history in which women weren't taken as seriously. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I hate bringing it back to the latter, but it's the latter again, because at that point, she's had enough of the world of man. Yeah. And again... It's kind of very clever screenwriting that that's Ares' plan. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to let you see how bad these assholes are. And you're going to actually kind of come around to my way of thinking. Yeah. Because she's had enough of these, these assholes not listening to her. Fucking doing themselves. That moment with the general. And he's like, well, that's what soldiers are for. They're like hundreds of thousands will die. Yeah. Or millions will die. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. You. Like if she had her, if, if Edda hadn't got her sword and shield, she would have, she would have murdered that. Fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she would have just gone for it. And uh, no, and I, I thought David Thewlis was great. Like yeah. uh, he, he was great as as uh, Sir Patrick, who you later find out is Ares. Ares. Um, I like that. This, this, again, but, but like, I like that thing that Kevin Smith said. Like when Ares turns up in his outfit, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, meanwhile my wife is like why is that looks stupid why is he wearing that why is god of war 3 here exactly <laughs> why is why why is uh, jude law I mean, from the I mean, end I of mean, um, uh, from the end of king arthur here i mean the third act does kind of uh, settle into once Batman it starts going Superman, yeah and like uh, very much so it's this flame this fire stuff going on but it still has the moments yeah and that moment no, and where also, and also by then and again a clever fucking very clever thing where she's been blown the fuck out of it and her hearing's shot and Steve comes to talk to her and she can't understand what he's saying and we know what he's doing yeah. and again I'm gonna get fucking I'm gonna get goosebumps again yeah. that moment and it's like what? Steve? what? and then he runs off and gives her the and you don't, I don't think you see him giving the watch at that point no 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 it's just later and then when she's later when she's fucking gone super cyan and she's super angry yeah. and that moment of like it comes back to her that was another moment was like Guy Ritchie tried to do something like that in The Man from Uncle, where it's like, I'm withholding from you now for later, but, but this I'll, is but I'll tell you way later. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is way more organic and it made, made more sense. And it sold it so fucking hard. And he's like, that line, Uma tried to walk, talk around it on the, the BFM radio show. It's like, I can save today, but you can save the world. Yeah. And that's just, it's just fantastic. And it's just it's also like, you know, I have to do this. Yeah, and he runs off, and he gets in the plane, and and I, and that moment that he has, like before he fucking blows that shit up. There's a weird moment where he's like, I mean, he's not doughy, but he's got a weird neck. <laughs> but like, there's a moment where he's like, he's kind of like he's laughing or choking or something, like he's been shot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a weird. What just before he does it? Yeah. No, I mean, he's like, like he's doing like thing. He does a weird. No, he's <laughs> just he's just getting ready. Yeah. He's getting ready for. You it. Pull faces before you die nobly. You know, it's, you gotta try and sort of like make sense of what you're doing so you can accept it before you fucking do it. And then he does it, and it's like it gives her the. I mean, it doesn't give her the impetus. She's like, she gets fucking pissed. Yeah. But then it's that that's, that speech just hits so hard, and then fuck you, David Dumas. Yeah. What did you think of the chief? 
I, I, I was indifferent. It was, it was a weird choice to put him in there. Cause, uh, uh, it, so, it seemed like the only reason he was there was so we could have some smoke clouds to know. Yeah, where, where, kind where, of, right? Because you know. uh, Said, I don't know what Said Tamoe's been in. He's like He looks really familiar from Samir. It's again, it's a nice moment for a movie that's about female empowerment. There's also like other POCs in empowerment. No, but he wasn't the chief. No, he wasn't the chief. I'm talking about him separately where he's like, I wanted to be an actor. No, no, he was... But I can't, but I'm the wrong color. I mean, I, I, Sammy. I know him from Lehane. He was in Lehane. Oh, American Hustle. Yeah, yeah, but I, I know him Three from... Three Kings, I think, that's it. I know him from Lehane. Yeah. But, like, it's a nice moment of, like, I wanted to be an actor, yeah. but I'm the wrong color. You kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's a nice way of setting things, but yeah. I think the chief kind of was weird. It's, why make that... I mean, yes, he's got smoke signals, but why make the character Native American? It seems to invite more problems than you would solve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he did okay. No, I thought he did. And he was Native American. The guy's name is very Native Eugene American. Eugene Brave Rock. Yeah. Not The Rock. Brave Rock. No. So, yeah, I mean, I we really enjoyed this. You should go watch it. It's weird that, I mean, Marvel is so confident what they're doing, like, with the week, was it the weekend of Guardians of the Galaxy got, 2 got released? Like, they're saying James Gunn announced they're already doing 3. So, there was, it was on the cards already. They were happy with it. Yeah. Patty Jenkins, there's been a couple of articles about her saying what you would like to do with the sequels. Not green lit or anything. Yeah. Um, but I think it's. I hope so. I think I saw some headlines this morning. So we're recording this on the Saturday of it coming out, and I think the headlines this morning were it's going to head four hundred million at least. Yeah, it's, we're definitely going to get a sequel. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, people haven't been going. I mean, maybe people didn't go see Pirates of the Caribbean or Baywatch because they were waiting for this. Well, the Pirates made decent money. Baywatch didn't, but Pirates yeah. made decent made, money. But I think it made less than Stranger Tides. Well, yeah, but that's nothing to do with Wonder Woman. That's because the Pirates movie sucked. Yeah, and this is a better, but that was a better one than the other one. I mean, what I'm saying is like the advertising and all that kind of shit doesn't seem to make as much. Like the, Hollywood is blaming Rotten Tomatoes and all that kind of stuff. It's like those are movies where it's like they don't seem interesting. Yeah, I'm just slightly worried in that. Like, yeah, we're obviously going to go see Wonder Woman, but is Joe Soap on the street going to go see Wonder Woman? I think so. I hope so, and I hope they make. I hope that they make Patty Jenkins the fucking architect of DC Phase 2. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need to go that far. You really think Zack Snyder's got in the handle on it? No, I mean, I think Zack, Zack Snyder is not fully in charge of, of the whole thing. So you think Jeff Johns does need to be replaced? You know, I'm, I, just, I mean, I, I think that you should let... Because what they're doing is that they're giving the DC films compared to the Marvel films that the DC films are filmmaker-driven as opposed to the Marvel films where you can tell that this is made by the same people. Yeah, yeah. Even though you have different directors, it's made that, by the yeah. same people. Whereas the DC films are filmmaker-driven films. So is this, so the Zack Snyder movies look like Zack Snyder movies. Yeah. The Patty Jenkins movies look like Patty Jenkins movies. Aquaman is a James Wan movie, so it's going to have the horror elements. You know, um, Batman, Matt Reeves, I got no fucking issues with that. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I would have... I was looking forward to a Ben Affleck-directed Batman, but yeah. you know what? Matt Reeves, I got no fucking problem with that. So... That is the to me. That has always been the difference with the the DC films and the Marvel films, and that is why I kind of find the DC movies more exciting. Mm. Um, no, they're not necessarily better, but I but I find the prospect of them more exciting because there's the chance for each one to be their own thing. Whereas the Marvel movies, the Marvel movies are, are good. Your, I mean, the, I don't yeah. get me wrong. The Marvel movies the Mar- are very the well Marvel made movies film. are your standard Sunday roast, but the uh, DC movies are you're getting a smorgasbord and the third the third dish might be made out of shit. But you exactly, don't know. exactly. And there's something exciting about that, <laughs> you know, like it, like you know, if you but look, I mean, if you look at Suicide Squad, but until this point, I think it's been very much driven by the Snyderverse. 
Yes. Like, if... if, if, if only because the first two movies yes. are Snyder films. Yeah, but if, like... Not Spike Jones. What's his name? Spike Lee. If, like, the third movie had been Spike Lee's Wonder Woman or something like that, or the second movie had been Spike Lee's Suicide Squad. Yeah. That would have been interesting. But as it was, it like, well, this looks like it's following Zack Snyder's so. No, it doesn't. No, I did not think that Suicide Squad was following Zack Snyder. It was just... Well, it, I thought it was following Zack Snyder in that I didn't think those movies... His movies were very good, and I think Suicide Squad was very good. I thought it was wildly uneven. It was wildly uneven, but that's got nothing to do with Zack Snyder. I know, but I blame him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the guy's going through some shit. I know. and We will not heap on that shit at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fair dues to the guy. I mean, I'm not... I didn't even tweet about that shit. That's not... Like, you know, I, I enjoyed Man of Steel. Batman yeah. v Superman, while there were problems, I didn't feel that it was... Martha! I mean, I mean, I feel that the problem with the Batman v Superman was inherently to do with the, the story itself. Yeah. The story. It wasn't to do with how the film was made. Yeah. You know? I, I'm, I'm, I like Zack Snyder's movies. I, I like 300. I like Watchmen. I like uh, fucking... Sucker Bunch. You know, okay. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> what was the third one? Uh, was it Dawn of the Dead? Was Dawn of the Dead. Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, Dead was... I, that's, my, that's one of my favorite zombie movies. Yeah, you know, so I mean, Zack Snyder is an awesome Kind of Sarah Polly's in it. You know, Zack Snyder is like Ridley Scott. He is as good as his script. Yes. But you know? I think I think you're undercutting the fact that he has more say on the script at this point. He does. Yeah. He does. You know, but he's more story than script. Yeah. I, I think... Mean, I mean, he has a story credit on Wonder Woman as well. Yeah, well, that was interesting. It was him with someone Fox as well. Yeah. And uh, Alan Ginsberg, was it? I think it was. Um, yeah. There was there was multiple credits on there, which is weird. Yeah. Because it because it, it feels like a an authorial voice. It feels like a, a single voice. Anyway, I'm hoping. So yeah, you mentioned James Wan's Aquaman. We've got uh, Zack Snyder slash Joss Whedon's Justice League in November is the next one, right? Yeah. Um. Matt Reeves Batman. That's confirmed, right? Yes, that's confirmed. Uh, Matt uh, Reeves is, is which planet is this movie? Uh, every everyone except the first one. Oh okay. So he's... Uh, he's done War and Dawn. War and Dawn. Oh, sorry, War and Rise. Dawn no, Rise is the first one. Oh, is it? Fuck me. This is complicated. <laughs> the, the Rise was uh, Rupert Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Reeves... But but prior to that, Matt Reeves did the remake of uh, Let the Right One In. Mm. And he also did Cloverfield. Mm. Um, yeah. but, but I mean, but those, 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 apes, those apes movies... Those apes movies are the get ones that... that and I get that fucking second apes movie. So fucking good. Yeah. It's really fucking good. I'm really looking forward to War of the Planet <laughs> yeah, yeah, of the Apes. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, so, never, never wanted to see like Woody Harrelson get killed so bad in my life. Yeah, but uh, Woody Harrelson, or is it... Because uh, it just looks like Matthew McConaughey from Reign of Fire, right? No, 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 yeah, it's like... <laughs> I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see that movie. I want to see Matthew McConaughey from Reign of Fire, Woody Harrelson from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, as two brothers who hate each other. And they run a pool hall in Utah. So if you listen to an hour of us talking about this shit and still haven't seen Wonder Woman, go see it. Go see it. If you disagree with anything we say or have your own thoughts and um, opinions on what we talked about, you can let us know. We're at podcast at mcgappandfries.com. You can uh, get me on Twitter uh, at gavyap. You can get me on Twitter at mcnastyprime. How about Instagram, Gavin? Instagram, you can get me at, at gavyap77. And you can get me at mcnastyprime. So thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye.